Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Nick Appleyard earlier today, CEO at TriStar Gold, the Brazilian gold developer. Uh, we look at what they've been up to. They've doubled their inferred rate up to 1.5 million ounces. So new resource uh, figures there. Um, they've done some drilling, although assay results delayed. However, the market has not reacted to their story very kindly over the last three to four months. And we ask why. If you want our thoughts and opinions on that, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club we can also find detailed company reports and analysis there's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities including gold we've got training courses to help you with your own diligence process we've also done summaries of all the interviews that we've done to save you some time because we know you're busy uh, so why don't you go and join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas on these topics at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club nick how are you sir very good, thanks. Very, very good. Well, good to have you join us. It's pretty early there, so I do appreciate you getting up to uh, have a little chat with us. How are you? Have you been? Yeah, no, we've been been keeping well, keeping well, keeping things moving forward. And um, yeah, it's, it's you got to take the good with the bad. The good is we get to see family. The bad is we don't get to travel so much, but yeah. you have to enjoy it where you can. Yeah, well, like, and I appreciate that. I'm getting my job this week. I'm a bit excited. I can't tell you. I, 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 in my mind, it's going to change everything, but I'm not so sure it will. Depends. They keep moving those goalposts. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, well, um, thanks for joining us again. It's been a while. We haven't spoken since October, actually. I know you've been up to a few things. A lot of things have happened. We've seen a few press releases. I want to get into that. That's why I'd be called. Okay. So, um, but before people who haven't heard this story before, can you give us a one minute overview of what you are? And then we'll pick it up from there. Okay. TriStar Gold, we're a single asset gold developer we've got a fairly substantial gold project in para state brazil which is moving towards a pre-feasibility completion this summer um you know total resources are you know pretty significant you know well, well you know one and a half million ounces indicated and seven hundred thousand ounces of inferred so you know you can add them together it's a, it's a decent sized project and in a good location it's going to get built one day soon okay brilliant okay um Appreciate that. Since we last spoke, your, share, your shares were at 35 cents when we spoke, down to 25. You, you've been hammered, it seems. What's going on? I don't really know. I think it's just the timing on the market. You know, we've still got our eyes on the on the prize that we're working on. Nothing's changed internally for us. We're still drilling. We're still going to have this PFS out. We're still going to be moving this project forward to production. Um, I really think it's just the time delays that we're seeing due to COVID. You know, labs are going slower. Drillings, drillers had to get shut down if they get COVID in. And, you know, things that like the PFS are supposed to have been ready in November last year. It's going to be July this year, completely out of our control. But, you know, six, six months in, in a lifetime isn't much. You just got to keep going, keep your eyes on what you want to go, what you want to achieve and get there. So you feel in, you still feel in control. You're where you want to be. That's what you're telling me. You, there have been some drill results out since we spoke. Are they what you expected to see? Because you were using this AI technology. You're telling me you're going to be, you know, hitting, hitting gold every time. Well, yeah, they are. So we most of the results we put out had been the infill drilling. So we completed the infill drilling, and um, they were all where we expected to be. And, and a new resource, which we'll probably touch on shortly, is. I guess evidence of that that's come in right where we wanted to be, slightly high grade. I was quite happy with that. And um, yeah, and then, but out of the exploration we've done, we've only announced, 
a dozen holes and they've been they've been okay as well i mean they've all hit something you know first round exploration and um yeah we've done i think out of exploration we've got a twenty thousand meter budget we've done like 1500 meters and we've probably announced a thousand of them so far that's all so far you know so i mean your share price is what 57 58 million bucks this morning canadian right and mm-hmm. i'm you're, you're about to deliver pfs this summer it's kind of like the market doesn't really care about your story anymore is that is that what you're feeling I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating. Um, you know, when we look at it, we've done a peer review, priced NAV. We, we were slightly towards the lower end of where we'd be on the, you know, 0.1, 0.2 times price NAV for a PEA scoping level company. When you look at pre-fees, that usually re-rates up to about 0.5 times NAV. And so we're, you know, starting to promote, okay, this is going to be happening really, really soon now. I mean, we've got the resource out. You know, that sort of, that's done. It's in the market. Um, we would expect that re-rate. But, yeah, I don't, I can't explain why other than that there's going to be a reduced share price. But everything is going really, really well. Okay. It, it, I don't know. I'm, 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 tr- I'm just trying to work it out because the, well, let's tell us about the resource and maybe I'll pick up with some, some thoughts I have. Yeah. So, as we said, we did the 20,000 meters of, infers, inferred, um, of, of infill drilling. Prior to that, we'd had 1.3 million ounces of inferred resources and 700,000 ounces of indicated. <clears throat> um, and I think the inferred resource was at a gram before the indicated was at 1.2 or 1.3, something like that. Um, and the idea of doing our infill was to switch that around and get to 1.3 indicated, 700,000 inferred. Um, we've actually done our most of the infill drilling and we've We've actually got a little bit more to come still, but just with the delays in the labs, we thought, okay, let's not wait for all of it. Let's, you know, well, tr- truth is we did an internal check and we did it. it was like, okay, it's looking good. Let's go. Um, but we've got it now to 1.5 million ounces of indicated. So it actually slightly exceeded expectations. The grade stayed up still at 1.2 grams a ton. And, you know, remember we get getting 98% recovery. So we're recovering all of that. Um, and we got 700,000 ounces of indicate inferred. So without doing really step out drilling, we have actually gained a couple of hundred thousand ounces on the project overall. And, you know, so that is now the basis of our PFS, although there is more drilling to come into it. So we expect it to sneak up a little bit more, but not a huge amount more. Um, you know, and so that's one sort of checkbox off of the risk list taken, you know, you know can you infill this and does it hold together and does a great hold together and, um, and it's coming really good. And it has, this model is the first one we've done, most of it based on the AI. The AI has been really useful in building this model. And again, if, yet if I look at the charts, I mean, the only chart that matters to me as an investor is, you know, what, what's the share price? It just didn't resonate with the market. It, it's like no one understood week, what you were saying. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. You know, I mean, we 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 you know, starting to do a lot of marketing now, and um, every time we speak to someone, it <clears throat> they understand the project, they like it. Um, I still think it's the trading volume that gets us. You know, you get one group because we have got an older shareholder base. You get one guy selling a million shares. It doesn't take much to knock it down. You know. Um, and what about that's what, the only thing I think of. Well, what so what do you think? Sorry, I interrupted. I'll say that's the only thing I can think of. With an older shareholder base, you, know, you get someone with a block of a million shares or something, which isn't a huge amount. 
it, it doesn't take much to, to hold the share price down. But, you know, um, the value is still there. The PFS is coming. Um, we're going to get there, you know. So, Tomek, do you think... And we do get a lot of interest you do, in the, with the corporate these days. Yeah, but you, again, you've got to be a certain size and you've got to have a certain amount of liquidity for them to really to get serious about it, okay? So you, yeah. you need to do something. So do you think a little bit of it is the Quinton Henning fan club um, thinking, well, he's gone, must be a problem with this thing? There's, there could be a little bit of that because, um, you know, Quinton is a, is a you, know, you know, fantastic geologist and, um, you know, the, a great mine finder or a prospect of explorationist and, and people who do follow him around, um, you know, with us, he, he's off of our board. He is still on our advisory committee. Him and I are still great friends. Um, but, you know, with us, it, it's a maturing of the company going from exploring to a development, serious development asset. So, yeah, it was a you know a shame to lose Quinton off the board, but in reality, he could, he can't help us now because we're beyond what he does. And then you got to look at who we replace him with. You know, Mark Isto, you know, has run some of the larger open pit gold mines in North America and has done at Placer Gold. He's a mining engineer. He's hands on. He's very very technical at developing and running mines, and his his you know, his knowledge base and his you know as the CEO of Royal Gold right now. Um, is going to be incredibly useful as well. So, you know, we've, yes, we did, you know, lose Quinton off the board, but we've replaced him with a, you know, with a, with a, a, at least an equal match for the stage we're at now. How do you reward someone like, how do you even attract someone like that? Because Mark, so is, you know, he, his reputation precedes him, obviously. He's fit for purpose here, but again, size, company of your size, like, it can't be that interesting to him, can it? No, it's, I mean, this is the only one he's gone on. Um, we're, we're the only junior board he's gone on. It's purely, I mean, he knows the project, um, but I think it's more the, the people, the personal connections as well. He knows myself, he knows my CFO, you know, he knows what I'm going to do and then get him in trouble. Um, and, you know, and he has faith that, okay, this is a good project that's going to come, you know, going to come through and going to shine. So it's nice to come in, as you said, while the price is low, you know, we'll do this, we'll build this, we'll work on this, and we'll move it up and um, <clears throat> and, and come out looking good, you know. But, but yeah, Mark is very selective. This is the only junior board he's gone on. <clears throat> okay. And how do you incentivize someone like him? What, does that cost a lot of money? No, no. Um, we, you know, it's, it's we, a small, same, the same option package as, as the other directors get. Um, that's it. We don't have, we can't afford to actually pay for what they were, you know, for what someone like Mark is worth, or, or actually, you know, I should, yeah, talk to me, we had Jessica and we had Eric Zanschaub as well join us as well. And the same things, they're all very, very good. Um, you know, I didn't mention, I think Eric joined us in December. He was the head analyst at Canaccord. And again, was in that position, you can imagine how many projects he got to see, how many executive teams he got to see, and he's selectively chosen a few boards to come on. And, and we're one of them, you know, we, it's, it's awesome, you know. And then we had uh, Jessica Vandenacker join us as well. And Jessica's not as well known, but she is probably the best auditor um, accounting mind that we've come across in myself and Scott in our careers. And we needed a strong chair of the audit committee. Um, yeah, for us internally, it's good to have someone who, 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 who checks on what executives are doing. You know, you need a strong audit committee. Um, so that has you know, really, really strengthened the board. But yeah. To attract those people, you can't do it with money. I mean, we haven't got enough money to do it. It's purely they've got to have an association with the executive team, with the other board members, and, and a belief in the project. Okay. I think that's important that you explain that because it just felt like 
it was bringing the boys club here just to kind of pay each other lots of money. Um, but I know Eric, okay, we've yep. interviewed him, solid, really, really, really strong mark, you know, obviously reputation for season, et cetera. So is it a case of it was the time to switch from explorer type description into, well, we now need to develop this thing and that hence the, the amount of new names and faces. Yeah, it was. It was just, you know, as a junior explorer type of board. And I think if you're if you're building something, okay, you're going to build a board, okay, where do we want this company to be? We want it to be up here. That company needs a board of this level. So let's get that now. Let's, you know, always be looking and, and just build this company to where we want it to be. You know, like we're working on the project, we're doing the big resource, the big pre-feasibility study, the board. Um, hopefully all of this, you know, the work that's building this good big company will then you know drag the share price along with it as well and people recognize that wow you know you got very you know clever very experienced people are recognizing something in this and the project's moving forward we better get in right well that, it, it can do it's a it's a question of helping the market understand what those clever experienced people with track record are actually going to do for you because there's so many other companies out there that just have the boys club where you're just kind of giving each other these non-exec positions. No one really yeah. does anything. No one actually turns up, quite frankly. So yeah. let's go to that. So and I know we've talked about it in the past, but for people who haven't seen us or interview before is what are these people going to do? What are the next steps? We've got the PFS coming up, but then so what after that? What happens? Okay. Um, or just one thing on the, the sort of two questions there. So what are they going to do? I mean, the, these guys, both Mark, Jessica, um, and Eric are, are, you know, they've only been board members a little while, but they've been very active. Um, you know, we've, we're pushing a lot now on the ESG, which is a big issue. And most junior explorers give lip service to only, but we've, we've, a, we've got a vice president of sustainability. Eric is very strong on the ESG. So we've got a sustainability committee on the board, which is active now. Um, so that, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes on in the background to make sure, again, that this is a company acting properly. And that's important why? Yeah. Explain why you think that's important. It's important why, because if we do get to a point where a bigger company is going to come in and look at us and say, okay, we want this project, they don't want to buy any risk. They don't want to buy, they don't want to, okay, there's a million ounces in the ground, but there's going to be community issues, there's land issues, there's environmental issues. If we can show that that's all been dealt with and we can demonstrate that can be dealt with that adds huge value at that point down the road there. And so that's why, I mean, you know, obviously we're doing it because we want to do the right thing as well, but that's where the value comes into it is when we go and when a big company goes, yeah, we can see right from the board member, board down to the ground, you've been doing all of this right. You've done your community work right and you've demonstrated it and you've got it, you know, you can you can prove it to us and same with the environmental, same with your internal issues. We're not going to get hit with big lawsuits or anything. Nobody wants to buy risk these days. They're all very, very risk averse. Well, not with some of the stories coming out of South America at the moment, it, it, it seems. Um, we're talking about our, our friends down in Mexico. So so that's the kind of, there's a, there's a dollar value attributed to that work. So come back to the second part of my question earlier, which was you're doing a PFS, so what? So what next? How does this thing move forward? So... That's one of the big questions for us. So like we are speaking to a few of the corporates now. Um, the PFS will provide us with a go decision to construction and, and to permitting, you know, because this is such a simple project that it's not going to be there's half a dozen trade-offs that have to be completed in the final fees. The final fees will be done, but it'll be just infill drilling to get up to measured resources. 
um, the process itself, all permitting is, is kicking off from the pre-fees. So this is a point where we go, okay, we will plan to take it forward to engineering and a fully permitted project. That'll be, we'll budget that, we'll plan that, we'll start that. But we will also reach out to a few obvious candidates and say, okay, this is where we are now and this is where we're going. You know, do you want to be involved later on or do you want to have a look at us now? Um, so we will start to get those questions out there and to see if anyone wants to come in. Because, you know, I've said before, I think, you know, we've got a limit on where we can take it, which is sort of the beginning of basic engineering and a permitted project. So someone else has got to come in, whether it's where they come in at that point or, or now. We're open. It's just a price price issue. So, Well, correct. If they come in now, you're going to turn them away, right? Yes. No, absolutely. So, yeah, no, exactly. So, you know, we want to be well, well over where we are now, but we do want to get them in, interested now, you know, so we are, you know, sort of speaking to people, but not as negotiations or anything. We just want to make sure that the right people know this project exists. Right. Are there some natural partnerships uh, in the in the region or in the state? You know, when, when, when we look at companies, it seems to be, you know, occasionally there's some names that it would make a lot of sense for them to get together. I mean, have you thought about it from that perspective? Are you, have you got some names in your mind already? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's um half a dozen, six to eight companies that are in the mid-tier range who are in Brazil and active. And, you know, and this would be a manageable but significant asset for them to add on and a very logical one for them to add on. So yes, there are juniors where you could do a merger of equals. I mean, that's never quite as, you know, that's probably a tier two option for us um, because then you get two companies which go to build mines or something like that, you know. It's, um, but yeah, no, there are, there's, there's some very obvious candidates, but also I think we're getting to the stage now where, you know, if we can show that here's a PFS, it's going to produce 150,000 ounces a year for eight years, and all of this exploration which we're doing, which we haven't touched on, we're still doing the 20,000 meters of exploration outside of the PFS to show what else is there. You know, you might be able to get a pretty good indication, okay, 150,000 ounces a year, eight years is, you know, being de-risked rapidly, but there's a lot more. That's getting big enough for a mid-tier company to come in from outside of Brazil easily as well. <clears throat> Can you explain what you meant by the headline of the recent, most recent article, March 16th, which is TriStar doubles indicated resource? as drilling continues? Well, our indicated resources were at 700,000 ounces previously to this, and they're now at 1.5 million ounces. Um, so it's, you know, it's, like I said, we were trying to get to 1.3, but we it went overshot, got to 1.5. But it, it's, always, uh, it's always a little tricky with a 43 and a 1, never been allowed to add indicated and inferred together. So you've got to always speak about them in separately. Um, none of the investors do. They all add them together and say, hey, you've got to, and I'm like, yeah, but I can't say that. Um, so that's where that comes from. So it's the 700,000 to 1.5 million ounces of, of indicated resources. Question sent in. I thought I'd get you to just answer it. Um, and also hole 49, you had to, you know, so which hole? You had a hole which you only had to went down to 49 meters, I think, and I had to abandon it. Was it what was the technical issue or what was going on there? Yeah, um, probably a lot of water. You know, we um, you get certain areas there. If you hit really high water flows, it gets it gets and, and it gets challenging to drill. So yeah, we I don't know, one in fifteen holes or something like that, or one in ten holes, we we would lose through the high water pressures, especially if we're doing exploration in lower areas. So you're getting sort of further down the water table. 
You know, and you go to a new area where you don't know what to expect. I mean, you're not trying too deep, are you? It's all pretty shallow stuff. No, uh, water's a lot of water there. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. How much cash have you got left? Uh, Nine million US. Okay. So we're in a good position there. Right. So you're, you're, you're fine to get the PFS done You'll and where you can make yep. some decisions. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. no pressure on that front whatsoever? No, no. I mean, that'll get us through until you know, at least mid next year with the planned work we have here right now. So, you know, at some point we'll be looking for, you know, we'll look for more, but we'll just work out what we're going to do. You know, as I said, budget that engineering and permitting activities into next year and, and, and see where we're at then. So, look, I get the labs are kind of running slightly behind uh, across the board there. So that stymies your uh, information, your, your your communication somewhat coming into the marketplace. But what else are you going to do? Because yeah, putting out one, one press race a month is, is, is kind of not really kind of doing it for people, it seems. How are you going to get front of shop compared to your peers? Um. I mean, we just well, we just did one of the you know the Asia Pacific conference this week last week. I came up, I was on night shifts doing that. Um, I think now with the with what, this what did that year, do for you? What did that do for you? Um, we well, we start to follow up this week, so we'll see. Um, you know, we it was was it Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night because it was all on Hong Kong time. We did forty one on one meetings. Um, you know, they've supplied the contact details. Hopefully today, then we do the follow up and see. Um, it's a great conference for us in a lot of ways because out of the forty meetings, I think there's only two people I'd ever met before. You know, because it's all Hong Kong and Perth based, and you know, it's a, but they knew what they were doing when they took the call, so they were all very interested. It was, it was a great meeting, so we'll follow up with that. There's a lot of um, a lot of money down there, a lot of money which seems to maybe not want to be in Hong Kong these days. So it might be a very interesting time to to be talking to those guys. <clears throat> Um, but apart from that, now we'll have, you know, you know, where we'll be having a fairly a, a press release fairly soon again on expiration results. We have got some and we wanted to separate that line of releases from the pre-feasibility. Um, and we'll have more pre-feasibility stuff coming up over the next months, more expiration. But as I said, the expiration is a little slow. Um, so it'll be, you know, a lot more, it's a lot more digital marketing. <clears throat> we are, we have got. Our marketing budget for the year, we've held, we have held it back for the first couple of months due to the slower news. Um, you know, we sort of turned the taps on last week with this release. So we will see Google ads. You'll see more, i more conferences now, um, and, and see where we get to. Okay. Well, I look forward but to yeah, it. Without the travel, we're all trying to work out the best way to get in front of people. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, and you're all, you're all using the same stuff and you're all saying the same things. And that's the problem. You know, yeah. the, the differentiation for us poor mugs trying to work out out of all of these companies saying the same things. Who do we believe and where do we place our, yeah. place our bats? So, um, what, what do you think it's going to take? You know, what, what's the, do you think we're going to have to wait for the PFS before people? really start paying attention to this story or do you think you've got more to tell between now and then? Um, we will be obviously telling a lot more before now and then we'll be pushing that out. I think it's, I mean, you know, junior, junior developers you know, generally do sort of drift and then move on major events. That's a pretty major event. It should be a major re-rate. I think people will start to come in before that. I think the fact that it was supposed to be out in November last year and you know, was, it didn't. People are going, oh, you know, just watching. And you know, like you said, there's so many stories out there. So many people saying stuff and like, ah, oh, they said this and it's not going to happen. 
it is going to happen. It's just COVID. It's late. We will make sure people are up to speed that it is coming, you know, if it's, you know, and, and we'll make sure that gets gets out. If there are contrarian investors out there, you know, compared to our peers, you know, we represent extremely good value. Um, you know, we have a PFS coming out. None of them have something coming out in the near future, which is going to be such a big re-rating opportunity. You know, our, our price right now is low. Um, there's major value coming. It really, really is something we should be looking at and everybody should be looking at from an investment point of view. Look, Nick, I, I, look, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, this probably isn't where you want it to be or expected it to be now, given the, the amount of work that you put into this. Um, and I can see in relation to the peers, you know, perhaps you are a little bit undervalued. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly have a, have a look. Um, but I appreciate your time today. Stay in touch, more communication. I want to hear more from you. Um, uh, so, you know, pick up the phone. Let us know how you're getting on, okay? Okay, right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.